0: getting you up, and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, good morning. It's the Morning Drive on
1: Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Your thoughts, comments, Yates Morning Center chat line are encouraged. Also, the benchmark hotline is open, too, at 806-771-0973. Blake uh, weighs in this morning. He says... Coach McGuire is probably listening, thinking we should have a midnight practice to throw y'all off. I I don't, I don't know. If, I he's probably in the middle of his day right now. I th- don't know that he's really worried about us.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't think he's too worried about us.
1: I've not. I've not gotten any communiques that he's ever even. I, th- I think he's aware, but I'm not certain.
3: <laughs> I'm not certain. Okay. Well, um, we know he's aware of you. There's no question <laughs> of
4: that. <laughs> yes. I need that jacket.
1: You oh, like it? It looks good. You know? That's uh, yeah. right. never going to get uh, <laughs> not played, is it?
2: What did um, <laughs> he think about uh, all of his speeding talk?
1: He As loved stories. that. He, he, thought, really it loved he it. thought it was great. He loved it. He thought it was great. He had no problem with. It. In fact, actually, he thanked me for reminding him. Sure. Because one of his players got pulled over, and he wanted to alert his team that he need to be careful on the sharp. <laughs> so he he thought it was he thought it, he we had a big he had a big laugh reminding about yeah no well, he he did he said I'm, he said thanks for reminding he goes yeah he goes i've been meaning good to make to, a note of that
2: good to know that he's a polite guy
1: oh no no i think he's, he's very nice he's uh look he's 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 a gregarious guy he's a wears his emotions on his sleeve guy so i think if he hadn't if he didn't like it he would he'd let me know he was he was we had a good conversation about it <laughs> <laughs> that's just me man uh, oh I'm well aware <laughs> that's just me well aware but I mean, it was all good 6.33 this morning here on the morning drive um, it's a humid this morning that rain was unexpected I think yesterday wasn't it I mean I was uh, grateful for it I mean it's nice to get just it's kind of a downpour all at once but um, I uh, I don't know if anybody predicted that or not
2: I live in Lubbock, Texas, so I definitely don't expect rain. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Especially come this time. Would to
2: expect it to not rain? So.
1: No. I mean, I just didn't know if any of the...
2: So when it comes, I'm excited prog-
1: and surprised. Prognosticators uh, had expected that or not. I don't, I don't know that they did.
2: I'm not really sure about that. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, but it did come fast and furious, and then it came whoosh, just like a bucket got drum- dropped over. But it's a little humid this morning, so that's the that's the after effects of rain. At least it feels a little humid out there this morning. Okay, okay. But again, not 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 complaining. Not complaining. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, um, you know, you just let's see. Um, you know, I I I got a uh, t- just got a text from our man Garrett Luff, the host of the Double T ninety seven three Coors Light Post Game Show, which will take place after every football game this year here on Double T ninety seven three. He's going to fight his uh, traffic ticket. He got a traffic ticket uh, earlier this year, and he's uh, he's going to fight it. He's got a court date and everything. Okay. So I'll be curious to see if he wins, and then that might inspire others to do the same thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really curious about that, about... Uh, when he loses, how much more it's going to cost him. I know this, if he loses, it's going to cost him lunch because we have a little lunch bet on this, he and I. It's exciting. Yeah. What did you make make of uh, the Big Ten news yesterday with ESPN um, essentially breaking up? The Big Ten uh, wanted a whole bunch more money from ESPN and uh, not as attractive a game's. And um, ESPN stepped away from those negotiations. <clears throat> now, it leads to a lot of speculation about.
2: Why do you say not as attractive of games? Well,
1: that's what that's the report that I read. That there would be there would there be some games that wouldn't they wouldn't get the tier of games that they were looking for. OK. But, right. and, and the other. So
2: they didn't <clears> say they're saying the Big Ten wasn't going to give them their top stuff each week.
1: Th- that was my that was my understanding and just okay. in reading and in reading the article that and i'm not saying that they weren't going to get you know penn state ohio state or anything along those lines it's just the way that i read the article it was there were two two factors in it there there were some there wasn't going to be the the top tier of games the fewer they would have fewer marquee games than their current agreement they didn't specify how many okay. or whatnot um and um, the other thing is the offer did not include any direct-to-consumer package, which ESPN has tried to grow its business through ESPN Plus. Okay, so the the last offer to ESPN from the Big Ten, or the last piece of the negotiation, was a seven-year deal, three hundred and eighty million dollars. So why is this why is this a big deal? Well, now this is a big deal because ESPN is going to be without without games and is going to need a new conference and does that mean that they go to the pac 12 for more of those games does that mean that they go to the big 12 for more of those games
2: yeah it definitely feels like there'll be a trickle down from this in regards to okay if they're not going to have the big 10 they're going to look somewhere else Mm -hmm. so how does that affect big 12 pac 12 you know others i mean i guess you could throw the acc and sec in there too I I I kind of like the news. I feel like the the Big Ten's kind of exploring other options, and I feel like uh, I think we all would agree that ESPN is you know a power broker that in college football, and any less control that we can give them, I'm in favor of.
1: Yeah, I don't know if and it's less control with the Big Ten because the Big Ten. You know, it's going to do business with CBS or NBC. Sure. And then uh, Fox will be their main media partner. Mm-hmm. Now, this deal with the ESPN and Fox expires in 2023. So now you have 2024, you know, which is and 2025, which are two critical years for them that that they would be void of some games. So what what happens? You know, yeah. you, now you've got the Pac-12 that's you know basically next in line. They have just. Finished up their exclusive window of negotiating. Um, some speculated that that has been extended. Others have been like, "Why? Why would they extend that? Um, or why would, would would their television partners extend that?" So so now you know will this will this spur you know some future you know some media conference realignment specifically for the Pac-12 where ESPN might say to them, "Look, in order for us to do business with you." You're going to have to retain what you've got, you know, the two Arizona schools, Utah and Washington, you know, amongst the others, because the others you would assume that would would stay and maybe add. And so does this does this kind of set off another round of conference realignment of uh, teams jumping to the Big 12? There's there's even or the Pac-12. There's even was some speculation in one article I read last night that the Pac-12 might try to poach Houston. Like, not even play a game in the Big 12.
2: A major market. Yeah, I mean, it right. would make sense no as doubt. to why they're doing it. Now, right. uh, they could probably do a little research and find out that Houston doesn't own the Houston mm-hmm. market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that the Aggies and Longhorns and Red Raiders do. But, um, yeah, you could you could understand why they would want to do that. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, they could have them.
1: <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm, em. I'm right there with you. Take them. I'm right there with you. Yeah. The the new deal with the Big Ten is going to bring them a billion dollars annually when it's, it's all said when it's all said and done. the The other thing that's that's interesting is that's still out there. Um, and the, the, here's the number. The number is seventy five million. Okay, and and that number is in relation to Notre Dame into the the money they get from the ACC for the non football and the money that they get from NBC for football. If they can't get to that number, um, then you might see Notre Dame jump to the Big 10 because the money gap is gonna to start to be really, really big between them and sure. schools like yeah. you know, Ohio State and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well,
2: that would be the biggest domino to fall.
1: Yeah, and then that, then that maybe sets off other things too because the SEC's not gonna stand pat. Okay. I think so. Nor is, uh, nor is the Big 12. So it it's just, it's a, continues to be a, a jumbled mess, but uh, certainly ESPN's got a problem on their hands with regard to college football.
0: Big plays and even bigger laps. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Already
1: the 10th day of August 2022 with this day in sports
3: history. Here is Jeff McGuire. Gonna start in 1901. Chicago White Sox, Frank Isabel strands a record 11 teammates on base. Not the most popular guy in the locker room that day. Mm.
1: Wow.
3: Well, I
2: mean, if you just had four ABs, leave them loaded three times <laughs> and two guys on.
1: That's a lot. that would be a lot of frustration there. I mean, he's about not making
2: all three outs in the inning, though, so I don't <clears throat> know that it can all be blamed right. on him. He's just the one that finishes it off.
1: That's a, that's a lot of <clears throat> offers with the runners in scoring position.
3: That would
2: be accurate, <laughs> yes.
3: 1904, New York Highlander pitcher Jack Chesbro ends a string of 30 consecutive complete games. In a 5-1 loss to the Chicago White Sox and the South Side Park in Chicago. 30 consecutive complete games. Mm. Mm. There are Major League pitchers today that don't have 30 complete games. I'll bet
1: you we don't have 30 complete games in all of Major League Baseball so far this year.
2: Probably not even close. I bet we don't have half of that.
3: 1944. Braves' Red Barrett throws only 58 pitches in a shutout over the Cincinnati Reds. I'm guessing there wasn't a lot of strikeouts in that game. 1971 Tim uh, Twins Harmon Killerbrew is the 10th to amass 500 home runs and adds his 501st in the game. 1981 Pete Rose Gets hit number 3,631, which breaks Stan Musial's National League record. 1984. The U.S. beat Spain 96-65 to 65 to win the men's basketball gold medal at the Los Angeles Olympics. You could call this the future dream team. Okay. With Michael Jordan, Patrick Ewing, and Chris Mullen on the team. The pretty good team that was right in 96 there. had the same three guys on it, Yeah, Chuck. I That's...
2: I was a huge fan of Chris Mullen. I just loved his game. More so in the NBA than at St. John's, but...
1: He had a pretty good game at St. John's.
2: And he had a pretty good one in the NBA, <clears> too. <throat> yep. I just loved his style.
3: 1986. Chuck Hines was in New York City celebrating... Billy Martin Day as they retire his number.
1: Great. Right. Number one. Mm-hmm. You weren't there? Wasn't it there? Yeah. I'd I wanted to be good. there,
3: though. <clears throat> yeah, not really. 1987. Kevin Gross is the second pitcher in eight days to be ejected for scuffing a baseball. Gross. Gross. Sorry. Gross. 1997. Atlanta Braves signed Greg Maddox to a then record five year deal. Anybody want to take a guess? This is nineteen eighty seven. Nineteen ninety seven. Nineteen
1: ninety seven. Greg Maddox five year deal. I'll say it's uh, fifteen million.
3: Jamie. Twenty. The five year deal is worth a total of fifty seven point five million dollars. Oh wow. Okay. It is National S'mores Day. Oh, it is. <clears throat> s'mores. Not some more. S'mores. S'mores. One word. <laughs> it's also National Banana Split Day. It's odd that
1: it would be National S'mores, s'mores Day because, um, you know, it's not really s'mores weather. In
3: a campout?
2: Yeah, no, I think it is. You do? Sure. S'mores is not a cold weather thing. Uh, that's I a, kind of view that a, as a that's a summertime sitting around a campfire thing
1: all right well i mean i was thinking about wintertime i I would have backed it up
2: until to early july if Mm -hmm. i was picking a day for it
1: but would you be inspired to uh get the lint girls together and uh do a little campfire in your backyard today and do s'mores uh,
3: not s'mores no s'mores maybe (laughs) yeah Happy birthday, former Texas Tech head football coach Matt Wells turns 49 today. Antonio Banderas is 62. John Starks is 58. And Ralph Sampson is 74. And on this day in 1978, Mm -hmm. three teenage girls riding in their compact car in Indiana are killed in a fiery crash. They were hit from behind by a van. This is in the Pinto. As as tragic as the accident was, their deaths were not the first to experience this type of tragedy. In May, May, six years earlier, a California woman was killed when her compact car caught fire after being rear-ended on the highway. Her passenger was burned over 90% of his body, but he survived. When the car came out in 1970, it received rave reviews for its performance and handling. It was designed to compete with the Beetle and the Corolla. The fatal flaw however was the gas tank sat behind the rear axle. Being a compact car there was not enough protection around it or the passenger area to prevent a fire. The Ford company, the Ford Motor Company knew this was a problem since it first went on sale in 1970. They finally issued a recall in June of 1978 for the 1. 1.9 million Ford Pintos and Mercury Bobcats. <coughs>
1: Oh, I forgot about the bobcat, yeah. I see these
3: super
2: small cars driving around town. Yeah, I mean like super small. Right. I'm not talking about sports cars. Like the Mini Coopers or No, some, you saw like the smart no, car. The yes. smart car.
3: That's like one seat.
2: There's just no way. Yeah. There's I don't think that highly of myself. I really mm-hmm. don't. You you might disagree, but I'm way too cool to drive one of those. <laughs> 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 First off, I would just feel so unprotected, mm-hmm. and I would also feel like the biggest dork on earth. And if you're out there and you drive one of those cars, I, I apologize if I've offended you. That was not my intent, but um, I just—it's <clears> just not me, right? I'm a believer. That you got to fit your—the car's got to fit who you are,
1: okay. and
2: I just don't—I don't fit in that.
1: Do you think your car fits who you are? I think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And that is
3: this day in sports mm-hmm. history. Yeah
2: yeah I'm, I'm not driving something i mean unless i'm a, a rental or whatever sure i've told you before i also will i just cannot drive do the minivan thing either i have had so many family dads tell me how wonderful they are and i mm-hmm. totally get it it's just not me
1: yeah. yeah it's just not me uh major league baseball complete games this year you want to take a guess a who the leader is or b how many he has justin verlander with two
2: that's a great guess. I'm going with Jeff.
1: Uh, that is incorrect. Uh, the leader does, though, have three Sandy Alcantara. Framber Valdez, uh, this is according to the, my quick Google here. So sure, yeah, no, you're fine. If I'm wrong, Framber Valdez has two, and he's number two on the list. And then there's a host of guys, including Shane Bieber, Johnny Cueto. Uh, Chad Cole blah 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 Noah Syndergaard that have one. Adam Wainwright one. Three is the leader.
3: Well they're paying those closers a lot of money to go there and finish games. <clears throat> there's no doubt but I mean hate for them to waste it. Well, the numbers
2: just change as far as the third time through the lineup and all that. It makes sense a lot of times unless the guy guy's really really throwing well and and or you're trying to save your bullpen it makes a lot of sense to to change him out that third time through
3: so there have the, been the analytics tell you it's it's better to have a different pitcher in there martin Perez only has one i know he's got one yeah one huh
1: 21 21 to date complete games in major league baseball by pitchers so it's just it's just Today's Major League Baseball. That's it's what it is. I mean, it's just today's Major League Baseball. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, Jamie, with strong consumerism today, function over form, or you are a sucker. I'm not really sure what that means.
2: Function over form would be, you know, um, if it makes sense to drive, drive a car that's okay. you know better on gas or mm-hmm. doesn't use gas or mm-hmm. um but i'm worried more about how it looks and how it feels I'm and how comfortable
1: sure yeah no thanks i'm with you i'm with you on that oh, thanks look at it am not gonna hate you on that 655 this morning here on the morning drive your thoughts your comments yates flooring center chat line go to double t973.com uh by the way with antonio banderas there are a slew of sixty-two-year-old women in this town that would have given up their husband at any point in time, and maybe still, and still to this day,
3: for Antonio Banderas. Is the lucky lady one of them?
1: I don't know. Uh, Carlos Santana would be her guy, I think. <laughs> but there's, you know, I think probably Antonio Banderas would have been on that list. Would have been my would be my guess. So, your thoughts, your comments, your reaction this morning—we'll take it all morning long here on the Morning try.
0: Yesterday, while looking ahead to today's sports day, this is the morning drive podcast from Double T 97.3. We've, you know, stepped off
1: the the platform. Well, you know, got this thing, you know, we're the, we're the leadoff batters, you know, for this thing, you know, that, uh, transpires each day, 12 hours a day, uh, between Double T 97.3 and 100.7, the score we, we bookend with, uh, with tech talk. So I think we've, you know, we've got out and gotten a couple of base hits and, put men in scoring position and we'll see if we can bring them home
0: mm-hmm.
1: okay see if we can uh keep uh, keep going strong your thoughts your comments are welcome to us on the yates flooring center chat line double t973.com or the benchmark hotline as we come to you from the first united bank double t973 studio in downtown lubbock i didn't think we were going to get any rain downtown um last night but uh we got some i don't think we got quite what uh, south lubbock got uh, I was talking to a friend about four o'clock yesterday afternoon and he was getting ready to feed his horses and uh, the, it was raining south of where he was and he was south of uh, what's going to be the outer loop. And then uh, the lucky lady called me in to inform me that it was pouring at our place. So it, uh, it moved in and then like, well, we don't have a drop downtown. And then we had discussion internally here about, dallas and the concrete keeping the rain away and you know all that kind of stuff and <clears throat> the next thing we knew it was raining downtown so apparently we don't have enough concrete or big buildings or you know up to to keep, keep the rain away keep the rain away but apparently that's the thing mm-hmm. in dallas you know with the concrete jungle that is downtown dallas and uh, fort worth
2: so you know you either live in an area that's not gotten a lot of rain mm-hmm. or you're just old when it rains and there's like that much discussion about it, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to a friend and right. then your wife goes, "Hey, it's raining at home," you know, and or yeah. and then everybody in the office stops what they're doing to mm-hmm. discuss rain and concrete bringing yeah. rain and yeah. not yeah. bringing rain, yeah. and, and so it's a combination of the two things. Yeah, no, yeah. right? No, all I all mean, the, the... my wife got home and she was just playing giddy, giddy, giddy. Wow, about
1: her, you know? wow. wow,
2: that's and nice.
1: To have a giddy wife.
2: Yeah, she was excited to go out and look at the rain gauge. she dance in the rain? <laughs> I, I don't think so.
1: <laughs> Did you ever teach your kids how to uh, splash puddles uh, back in the day when they were really young?
2: Do you have to teach them? <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> well, I, mean, I think you, that's
2: pretty much. Well,
1: I mean, like when they're like like early on, like the, the two-year-old level or something along those lines, maybe.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think they just kind of figure it out when okay. they see the water. Okay. I, d- I did do a few times where like after it was good rain and mm-hmm. there was rain. This was not here. This was back in East Texas. But um, it was good rain and rain laying. And we took the car out and just like, all right, let's see how big a splash is oh, We can make nice. and, yeah, and some you know, of the like big that. puddles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was fun. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas Tech will work out this afternoon uh, as they uh, <clears throat> get ready for the opening game on September the 3rd against Murray State. Of course, you'll hear it. Right here on Double T 97.3. We had a uh, discussion yesterday <clears throat> about the offensive line. And uh, I thought, you know what? We, you know, Coach McGuire about a week ago met with the media uh, with regard to the opening of camp. This was last Thursday. And he was asked uh, quite a bit about uh, competition uh, on the offensive line. And here's what he had to say about the uh, competition so far going into camp. I,
4: I love that word. You know, that's one thing that's fun about going into fall camp is you know you, competition just makes you better. You know, and it and makes sure that you're not complacent. And uh, so I'm excited. We're actually doing a PowerPoint, and and we want to make sure these guys understand it. So I, I'll start with Caleb first, and then I'll talk about the rest of the offensive line. But you know, Caleb's won the left tackle job, so now he's not competing. He's competing against the left tackle at Oklahoma. He's competing against the left tackle at Baylor. He's competing to be the le- best left tackle in the Big 12. And so we've got some PowerPoints to show him that. That We want to make sure everybody in this room, whenever they come here um, this afternoon, they understand that even though they might be the starter at Texas Tech, they're still competing against somebody around the country.
1: And he's referring to Caleb Rodkey. Now, that's one spot that they've got settled the, – the, going into camp, you know, barring that he stays healthy and blah, 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 blah. Uh, he also talked about um, the offensive line with regard to the center position.
4: Whenever you talk about the other positions, um, you've got K. Briggs, um, and Dennis Wilburn at center. Uh, that's a battle right now. Um, I feel good about both of them. Uh, Kate is fully back. He had a wrist in the spring, so he didn't go through, get to go through spring. Great thing about Kate Briggs is he's played college football, and so I um, feel good. There's a battle there. There's a, there's a, a very healthy uh, noise being talked about both of them of who's going to win that battle, and so excited about those two.
1: You know, that's that's something we talked a little bit about yesterday, too, is depth. So maybe you have some depth there at that center position if you have two guys going into camp that you feel good about that you want them to compete for that position for.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the name of the game as far as offensive line goes. You've got to absolutely have uh, have depth. And we know these guys need rest during the game, so they're not wore out in the fourth quarter. And we also need know that these guys um, – you know, get banged up during the season, and they may need to miss half a game or a full game or whatever. So, um, it it feels like that's where it's always been an area of concern, where you could put five quality guys out there for the Red Raiders, but then they just one injury would would kind of have a domino effect on things, and uh, it just wouldn't be the same after that.
1: Uh, speaking of uh, Caleb Rodkey, the uh, the left tackle, he goes six four. He's three hundred pounds. He's a redshirt freshman. So he's, I mean, he's gonna be young. So you can look at it that way, but then you can also look at okay, you can grow old with him too. Sure. You know. Uh, okay. Here's more from Coach McGuire on the right guard.
4: At right guard, um, you've got Landon Peterson, who had a a really good, um, really good spring, and then we moved. If you recall, right at the end of spring, we moved Michael Shanahan into guard. Uh, he had a much better spring game, probably the best practice that he had was that spring game so excited about him Um.
1: Michael Shanahan is uh, from Orlando and he is 6'5 320 so again uh, some size there and then one last thing from coach McGuire on the offensive line the right tackle spot
4: So right tackle, I feel really good at right tackle. Monroe Mills and uh, Ty Buchanan. We finally got Ty Buchanan. He's gone through all the way through summer. He's a transfer from USC. He's a Texas kid and wanted to come home. And so there's a battle. Uh, The one thing that I ask Coach Kitley to make sure he's doing is that we don't pigeonhole these guys anywhere. You know, from the standpoint, if Monroe Mills doesn't win the battle, right tackle but he is one of our best five then he needs to go into right guard like when we get ready to line up um and it'll be a process but when we get ready to line up september 3rd i want our best five guys on the field and so coach Hamby's a great teacher and it's his job to make sure those five are ready to go
1: that's uh coach joey mcguire talking about his offensive line and uh, as far as uh Ty Buchanan is concerned. Um, he's a big kid, too. 6'6", um, 295. So he got some size. Now can you get them all to call together? Yeah. That, that becomes the question.
0: Getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit.
2: All right. This is probably a bad time to bring this up, but it's, I don't want to say it's in honor of um, Mr. Garibay. Okay. But it came, you know, popped into my head because of Jonathan Garibay getting cut by the Cowboys yesterday. Mm -hmm. Which Texas Tech athlete did you expect more from in the pros and they ended up disappointing you? And then flip it to the positive side. Which one did you not expect to be? Um, as good or any factor, and they turned out to be a have a good long pro career, oh man, so you got a, a negative one and a positive one
1: a negative one.
3: I really po- expected one of the quarterbacks you had through that run between Kingsbury through Graham to make it, and I don't know which one specifically, but for the amount of talent that they showed here. I figured one of them would land, and I guess Graham kind of did, but not in the way that I was expecting.
2: Super Bowl champion,
3: right? Sitting behind Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Um, but it like I was that shocked me that none of those guys really got a sniff in the NFL. Like start games, even Case Keenum type atmosphere where. They're not necessarily the greatest quarterback at that point, but they were getting some starts. If that makes sense, that surprised me.
1: I, I think I think of all the I think of all those quarterbacks. Had he not gotten hurt, B.J. Simmons would have would have been a I an think NFL he was quarterback, the
2: most NFL yeah type. Yeah, I agree.
1: So, I, I you know what I, I'm going to tell you. I expected more out of Michael Crabtree.
2: I, I don't think that's a terrible answer. I mean, he obviously was not. He was far from a flop. Mm-hmm. Okay but I mean that dude was arguably the greatest wide receiver in the history of college football okay in those two seasons that he had and he I mean he was good in the NFL but he never was really a superstar and so I I think that's a I think that's a fair answer now I think the injuries can factor into this as well, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the the most obvious answer to me is Gabe Rivera. Yeah, I mean, he's a first round pick, and mm-hmm. you know, didn't didn't end up having much of a career. Okay,
1: so well, the, um, the problem for Gabe, and I'm sure he would tell you this, is he was he was the reason for his own fault. I mean, you know, with a drunk driving that mm-hmm. turned into an accident, and thank God he didn't hurt anybody else, but he mm-hmm. he yeah. certainly hurt himself and paralyzed from. Basically, yeah. the waist down for the rest of his life.
2: So, other names maybe in that in that realm. Um, what about Zaire Smith? I mean, you're talking about mm-hmm. a lottery pick that mm-hmm. is out of the league a couple of years later. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen Gingery is one that I mean, I thought Stephen Gingery would would be a big leaguer, and obviously arm issues killed that. And so um, he ha- ended up having Tommy John surgery twice. So Stephen Gingery was. I mean a college baseball's pitcher of the year, you know, and and not didn't end up making it to the big league. So, um that 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 to me was was a disappointment. I, I was wondering if anybody would say Tony Bati because he, at one point he was called El Busto, but I'm sorry if you play 11 12 years in the NBA, you're not a you're not a bust. You're, no no doubt. I mean, you you you've had a long productive career. I mean, he was taken with what the fourth pick in the draft, so maybe you expected him to be a bigger star, I don't know, mm-hmm. but um still a long career.
1: You know, and and when he was drafted, correct me if I'm wrong, but you didn't you didn't have as many uh European or foreign players that were drafted in those days. Uh, and they came they came mm-hmm. literally right after him. Or yeah, right not right maybe along the, not
2: as many, but you still had some.
1: You still yeah. had some, but I mean yeah. the, the development of that yeah. of, of, of going sure. overseas really was right about the time he was coming out.
2: Yep. Um so flip to the positive side.
1: Okay. I I tell you, uh, Wes Welker, I think got more out of his NFL career than what m- most people would say because he's he's borderline Hall of Famer. Okay, I mean, un- unfortunately for Wes, man, if you if you flipped the two Super Bowls to Wes Welker from Danny Amendola, I'll bet you Wes Welker at some point in time is wearing a gold jacket because I think
2: Wes is going to get in.
1: I hope so because he changed that position. Yeah, absolutely. He, he changed football, yeah. and and he, there's a
2: million smallish slot receivers running around, doing doing what they do, catching mm-hmm. a ton of balls and moving the chains. Because because of him. because of the Patriots and Wes Welker figured out how to use a guy like that mm-hmm. and how valuable they can be.
1: Mm-hmm. So yep. I mean I and I don't I don't necessarily think that coming out of college. Well, heck, we all know that he was barely recruited. To Texas Tech.
2: Yeah, he was undrafted. You know? I mean, and and cut by the Chargers. And then yeah. went to the Dolphins. Yeah. And then really became a factor with the Patriots. So, I think he's a great answer. He's definitely on my list. He's not my number one guy, but he's on my list.
3: I don't know if he's my number one guy, but I was definitely shocked that he has done as much as he has. But Terrence Steele um, went so from far. Yeah. undrafted to now relied on mm-hmm. starter for the Dallas Cowboys. Okay.
2: That's fair. Who's your number one? Patrick Mahomes. Okay. I mean, he went from. It's true. I mean, okay, he's going to be an NFL player. Okay. All right. Yeah. And now he's the face of the NFL. You know, if I was playing fantasy football, good answer. Good answer. And people would say, (laughs) you you know, you're putting him in the category of the greatest quarterbacks all time. Mm -hmm. Potentially, he's going to get more Super Bowls. I mean, he is the biggest name in
1: the NFL. Yeah.
2: Maybe in sports. Yeah. I mean, did any of us think that was going to happen?
1: Clearly, I did not. <laughs> clearly, you did not. That's fair. I mean, clearly, I did not. You know? clearly, clearly, I, mean, I did not. I
2: mean, so, uh, to now, did I expect him to have an NFL career? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did I think he would end up being a starting quarterback in the NFL? Yes.
3: Did we think he would be the NFL MVP in year two? Yes. And, right.
2: and Super Bowl MVP and win a Super Bowl and right. that, that be quick. the face of the league, the biggest league yeah. there is in this country. No way,
3: mm-hmm.
2: no way. So, I mean, he has way exceeded my expectations. Now, I had good expectations for yeah. him, but nothing like this.
1: Yeah, you're right. That's the low-hanging fruit, without without question. Without question. I was just, yeah, I was thinking about it more for guys that had already yeah, kind of no, I, I think their...
2: I think the way you're looking at it is fair. I, I just think but there's- But you're right, you're exactly you right. Because I agree 100% with Wes Welker, mm-hmm. but I think Patrick Mahomes way exceeded his expectations
1: so far yeah no no question because uh you know he's been to two super bowls and you know this this past week he was quoted as saying you know they against cincinnati in the second half he felt like that they played not to lose now it's, those those comments are easy to say after the fact mm-hmm. but they certainly weren't as aggressive. They only scored 3 points in the second half. You have to credit the Bengals' defense for that as well. Yeah. In terms of how they played and and the Bengals' offense yeah. and how they played. But uh,
2: so, somebody uh throws Danny Amendola out there. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, Amendola again undrafted on Super Bowls. I mean, in the league more than 10 years was a valuable player. Yeah, I, I think you could put Danny on that and list. And he had
1: a big catch for a two point conversion and the Patriots come back for a Super Bowl win. Um, but, you know, I, I, it, and maybe, it's, maybe I'm a little, and I loved him, okay, as a player, you know, but I see Danny Amendola and I see basically Wes, Welker, Wes, Welker, Wes, Welker, Wes Welker's shadow, uh, just from the standpoint that I, I viewed Amendola as Wes Welker 2.0.
2: I mean, that that's fair. I, I but just, I think he had
1: a great career. There's again, no doubt about it. That
2: didn't get drafted. And mm, yeah. for, I mean, Cowboys practice squad, the Eagles practice squad. Mm-hmm. To, you know.
1: Worked his way up, no doubt. Sure. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Have great respect for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crabtree's moment was in that Super Bowl against the Ravens and the NFC Championship games against the Seahawks. Had he
3: converted on those plays, things would have been different. Uh, yep.
1: Maybe so maybe so then
3: he's got the universal highlight in both college and the pros in those those catches that were missed that Mm -hmm. it probably a little bit different i don't know that he becomes a hall of famer but he's remembered for those as opposed to a fight with a defensive back Mm -hmm. yeah there's some interesting
2: answers here on the yates phone center chat line that we can get to
3: absolutely
1: uh boom 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 is next here this morning on lubbock sports station Double T 97.3. Good question. Thanks. Great question. Great question.
0: Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. The boom, boom, boom on Double T 97.3 is brought to you by Montalongo's Mexican Restaurant. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner at 3021 Clovis Highway. Closed today, but open every other day.
1: 7.45 this morning on the morning drive. Time for the boom, boom, boom. Here's Jamie Lint.
2: All right, Houston Astros take the opener against the Rangers yesterday. 7-5 was the final. Grand slam for Diaz of the Strohs. As they come from behind to win it, the grand slam came in the fourth inning. Texas had an early 4-0 lead in that game. Our team Perez took the loss. Jose quitty ended up picking up the win. Game two of the series tonight. Depending on which side of things you are on, you can catch it on the two stations here for Raymar. Rangers broadcast 630 here on Double T 97.3. Astros broadcast 640 on 100.7. The score.
1: I was going to be a smart I and tell you that the Rangers fell to the Astros 7-5. to Martin Perez gave up a Grand Slam, and the Rangers blew an early lead. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fun. <laughs> the Rangers will play the Astros again tonight, and we'll have the Ranger broadcast at 6.30 on Double t seven three. But, also a, but but I'm not going to be. A You're smart, not gonna do that. I'm not going to be a smart mm-hmm. aleck though. Uh, hey, your uh, New York Yankees got it turned around, and what what really captured my uh, eye on this was that they maybe, lost
2: again last night.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: How did they get it turned well around? in walk
1: off fashion? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. This was Monday night. Uh, what where I was leading to was that they snapped out of their five game slump after Aaron mm-hmm. Boone had a team meeting. Yeah,
2: so I uh, one,
1: one for six, one, one for their last seven. That's fun. He uh, he okay. said yesterday, we got together and spoke and talked, just more kind of a dust settling from the trade deadline, people coming and going a little bit. Wanted to get the group together and talk to him, so I did that. Just wanted to remind them that we got everything in that room to get through this and realize the goal to being a champion. That is where the focus lies and is. mm they they then they jumped out after that meeting and they won nine to four. But then, like you said, they lost yesterday. They played
2: so. thirteen innings yesterday. Chuck, got somebody runs they scored
1: uh, zero. zero.
2: <laughs> yeah, did, did he only talk to the pitching staff?
1: <laughs> they must must have one nothing. I mean, the pitchers they were listening. I mean, if you give up just one run in thirteen innings, I mean. Don't you feel like a lot of times you give up one run in a game, you're going to win like 99.9% of those games?
2: I don't. A lot of times. I do like all the time. If you give up one, you expect to win. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 All right. And I'm Sorry all- about you.
2: <laughs> no. No. <laughs> okay. Good try, though.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. <Well. laughs> Sorry about me.
2: Okay, so if the Yankees had traded all of their offensive players mm-hmm. and and got back in return all pitchers, yeah, and then lost a the game one to zero uh-huh. because they had nine pitchers batting, right? Then you would go, "Sorry about you."
1: Oh, sorry. You about didn't you. score
2: a single run because you had nine pitchers okay, batting. Nine, sorry about you.
1: Sorry, sorry about you.
2: You made the trades. You did that to yourself. Sorry about you. Yeah. Then it would have worked
1: yeah um the lady lucky lady used sorry about you on me yesterday and it was i forget what what it was but it was the proper use of it
2: yeah it has to be a self-inflicted wound yeah. like you did this to yourself
1: yeah and she she's just sorry. insert
2: you've done this to yourself gotcha for sorry about you okay thank okay. you because
3: that's like you it's like that's like much the, like jamie hates doing the morning drive sorry about you <laughs>
1: I wouldn't say that. I was gonna. I was gonna compare it to the other day. we were trying. I was trying to. I've been struggling with the word there. Okay, and I finally think I've got it figured out. So maybe one of these days I'll figure out how to properly use. Sorry about you.
3: Mm-hmm. Which Self-in- there are
1: you having a problem with? Well, I wasn't. Now I'm good. Now the there they you know, like there, there, there. Yeah, they are. I find it particularly TV. intimidating to send somebody an email or or a text. Of somebody that's of higher education than myself. <laughs> and so I am try to be very punctual and, you know, with periods and commas and exclamation points and then the proper use of there or there are. I, the other day, I got a text back from somebody that said, um, it, I'd written a commercial for somebody, and they responded to me, they are, and then they said, sorry, it's the old English teacher in me. They want, Instead of there, T-H-E-Y-R apostrophe R-E, she wanted it spelled out they are like okay hey i'll do what you want me to do
3: so you used it correctly
1: i used it correctly just didn't like their she didn't like the the abbreviated i think it was a she she didn't like the abbreviated version of them That's a boom-boom.
2: I just stop being friends with people like that.
1: Yeah, that's a boom-boom. <laughs> stop being friends. <laughs> stop being friends. Just stop. Yeah.
2: Can you not, can you, as my as my 14-year-old would say?
1: Can, can you, you not? Can you not? Is that the new kind of thing? Well, that's, that's
2: been for about a year. It's, okay. And she pretty much only sends it to me. Like pretty much every time a good song comes on mm-hmm. on can the radio singing? and I start singing,
1: can you not? Can you not? <laughs> can you not
2: or like i walk up next to her and you know i put my arm around her give her a hug can you not
1: (laughs) can you not can you not (laughs) hmm can you not
2: of course which of course i which of course i respond with yes i cannot but i am choosing to
1: oh wow i'm sure that gets a look oh yeah yeah Yeah. did you
2: all uh, in good fun
1: did you ask your troops if they were excited about school starting next week did you tell him that that came up this morning on the morning drive and your convo that around the dinner table? it came up this morning? Yeah, no. It was he, just, hasn't been,
3: he hasn't seen them since it came up no, this morning. No, yesterday
1: morning. Yesterday morning, I, I, have, asked.
2: I have not asked them that question. Okay. Because mm-hmm. you had... I know... I don't think... I actually think the senior is probably happy to get it started.
1: He wants to go see your buddies.
2: Yeah, the, the freshman, not so much.
1: The freshman, not so much. Yeah, she's
2: she kind of is like her dad. She just she just needs the dog. She's good. <laughs> <laughs> the dog and a basketball, and she's happy.
1: And, but she would prefer the basketball without you, right? And like, hey, it's, come on, put up another shot, put up another shot. No, or you're just I there to she, rebound.
2: I, yeah, I think she prefers me being around. Okay. Mm-hmm. That may be the re- only reason, mm-hmm. so she doesn't have to chase down a rebound. Yeah. I said to her the other day we had a free throw shooting contest. And uh, Chuck, I felt like, dude, I, I'm gonna own this. I'm gonna blow her away. Oh. And she actually beat me by one shot. Wow. And I was telling her, I was like, you notice that when I shoot, like the ball like goes through the net, it doesn't bounce away. <laughs>
1: it goes through.
2: And she beat me by one. I was ch- surprised and frustrated. <laughs>
3: and proud at the same time yeah a little bit <laughs> hey uh mike gusterson
1: uh, sent this to me uh, davis martin the former red raider got his second big league win last night in he kansas was, city
2: he was awesome last night yes sir
1: that's pretty cool yep good for him wonder if his parents got to go to that game
2: i do not know i okay. do not know and josh had a three-run homer
1: last night oh for frisco for Round oh, rock. rock. round rock for the yeah. rough riders okay
2: mm-hmm. good deal yeah. good deal so oh, that was his first game.
1: One of my uh, one of my college buddies is the uh, public address announcer for the uh, Round Rock baseball team. That's fun. Glenn Hushka, man, he's got a big voice. He doesn't have mm-hmm. the sense to come in out of the rain. He was mm-hmm. literally a 4-0 student and literally did not have the sense to come in out of the rain. But has a big, booming, God-given voice. And I'm sure he, I'm sure he gave it to the old Val Hushka, you know you know.
2: I'm sure he did. For uh, Josh Young. For Josh Young, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: Here's Waco Woodman rolling in today, Goodness yesterday with rich. his highlighter yellow Those, Baylor shoes. Now he's got a Baylor green shirt on. I mean, he's just asking <laughs> for us to give him grief about it. I mean, d-
1: he actually paid money for those shoes he was wearing yesterday he said his didn't he say his wife bought him his wife bought them for him yeah i mean goodness gracious well he's a big baylor supporter she's trying to help him support god almighty those are the ugliest shoes i think i've ever seen in my life oh that's not true no among (laughs) them top top
2: three i would wear them if i had a shirt to match but i don't
3: and don't plan on getting one
1: man if you got a speck of dirt on those things though it'd stand out like you know i mean could you go eat spaghetti in those shoes? I don't think so.
2: It's funny because we give choice grief every time he wears green and he keeps wearing green. I know. Like we're not, we're trying to intimidate him into not wearing green. It's not working.
1: Right. right. It's like Gary Ashby his, showed up. At he's standing
2: the, uh, his ground.
1: Gary Ashby showed up at the uh, Lady Raider, uh, you know, announcement when they were giving the girls the 25 grand. And he had a green shirt on. And I said, don't you have a red shirt? <laughs> like coming to this event he's like oh yeah <laughs> anyway there you go uh so choice will be in at nine wearing this green shirt today that'll give mr haxton plenty of fuel for fire won't it sure <laughs> <laughs> like he needs any
0: big plays and even bigger laps this is the morning drive podcast from double t 973
1: uh, not to let the facts get in the way of a good story, but uh, Josh Young's home run uh, last night, according to Dr. Mike Gustafson, was in Bricktown. So that would be in Oklahoma City. Okay. So I would said that my buddy... Who oh, was he called P- it? ...was the PA voice. Of okay. the, he still is the PA voice of, of Round Rock. And knowing him, he, he probably was following the game and probably did a PA voice for his wife and daughter. At home. That's okay. It's good. I did one at home mm-hmm. for her.
3: Um mm-hmm. uh, but You ever do that, Chuck? Do your uh <laughs> broadcasts for the lucky lady? She gets uh she I feel she, like
2: Gus correcting you on that is kind of one of those moments where you just need to stop being his friend.
1: Oh no, no, I'm fine with it. I, again <laughs> don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. And you know, I wanna be I wanna be somewhat factually correct. So if people repeat me, they don't want to I don't want okay. people repeating you know,
2: <clears throat> I didn't even know that you said what ballpark it was in. Yeah, you just mentioned that he, he was, is the yeah. Round Rock Express play-by-play man, PA voice, PA man, PA man, PA man. I, I had no idea. He's what the guy that says, was "And the
1: chickens rounding third base." You know, or whatever. <laughs> you know, during the mascot runs. You know, so. just
2: I just wanted to give Gus Arm time. Gotta, gotta, just, just wanted to give Gus Arm time. Maybe
1: he doesn't deserve it, but yeah, he does. does he? Yeah, he
2: absolutely okay. does. Okay. He's a Cardinals fan, and they, you know, treated the Yankees very rudely last weekend.
3: There is not a member of this staff Mm -hmm. that doesn't deserve a little ribbing from time to time. Sure. Okay. So Some of us, just more than He's the
1: old new guy, right? Uh, Gus. He's the old new guy. Extremely old. New guy. Well, he's he's younger than me, unfortunately.
2: (laughs) Well, what's that make you?
1: (laughs) Makes me. I know I'm the old guy. I'm the curmudgeon um, when it comes to this program this station i don't think i'm the curmudgeon though i think i'm i think i'm pretty good-hearted i think i i think i take it pretty well i think i get it dished on by virtually every show usually it has makes fun of me every day takes a shot and that's and I'm, I'm fine with that
2: you have said you wanted you would rather be loved or hated loved or hated and right. not known well you got it i got it yeah you got it
1: uh, D-Rock says this, uh, with regard to, uh, Waco Woodman's, uh, highlighter shoes that I said, <clears throat> you can't eat spaghetti in those shoes. He said, yeah, that's totally the first thing that comes to mind when I'm buying shoes. Could I eat spaghetti in these? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: will admit to you mm-hmm. <clears throat> when I eat spaghetti, I'm more cognizant of where my feet are.
3: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because you don't really? want to get spaghetti on them.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Like, have you gotten spaghetti on your shoes? When not you're that I can remember. Well, it's but, easy to drop. Yeah,
2: not that I right? can remember, but
3: sure. I mean, if you're standing eating spaghetti, sure. I, I will accept it as the case.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, so I tend to sit at a chair like I am right now, Chuck, with mm. my knees bent uh-huh. and my feet pointing towards the back. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Like, on, so I'm on my toes, kind of, okay. as I sit there. Maybe that's because I'm short. I don't know.
1: Okay. When you're okay. like eating dinner or One, something.
2: Right. Right. No matter which size chair I'm sitting in. Uh, okay. But if I'm eating spaghetti, mm-hmm. you'll see me flat-footed with the uh, feet clearly uh, under the table.
3: A little strategy going on there. That's exactly right, <laughs> Chuck. I gotta give you some credit here. Mm-hmm. I thought you were just making something up there. <laughs> Because I don't know that I've ever thought a half a second yeah. about eating spaghetti mm-hmm. and where my feet are. Mm-hmm.
2: It's, I mean, it's uh, like oh, when one of my children like mm-hmm. steps in gum or they right. get mud on their shoes or whatever. I bet you that really irritates you. And you and they say, and I'm sure many of us have done this before. They say, yeah. "I didn't see it. I didn't, I didn't see it. Right. I never have that problem. I tend to look down when you walk because I'm." careful about my shoes and and maybe that's partly my personality that I'm not outwardly looking for a conversation mm -hmm. but I tend to look down to make sure of where I'm stepping
1: see and 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 I I look down where I'm stepping and part of that goes back to you know not just because I have replacement knees doesn't mean that they're perfect but I mean they're 99.9% better than what they were but I walk with my head down and I can't tell you how many times somebody has said to me why do you walk with your head down it looks like you're in a bad mood or something. I'm like, no, I, I'm just really careful where I walk because if I step down wrong previously, my knee would go out on me, and it's very sure. painful. Sure. So. No,
2: I think I'm pretty good. That if I'm crossing paths with somebody, I look up. Sure. And yeah. Right. I yeah, eye I'm contact with and that. say yeah. hi. But.
1: Why are you looking with your head down? Well, you know, there's <laughs> yeah. a reason for that. All right. You know why do you? Why are you so critical of me? Why you know yeah. why do you walk with your head up? You know that's what I should say to people because <laughs> I like to see where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs>
2: You know? That's two minutes of everybody's life. They'll never get back from me telling well how I eat spaghetti, so I apologize for that. But
1: no. to people wanna know about you, James D
2: Rock's point mm-hmm. about <laughs> you and the spaghetti, which I thought was yeah. pretty funny. I actually had to agree that yeah. there's
1: all right, from the Yates Flooring Center chat line, Bullfighter reports motorcycle coppers under the bridge on I twenty seven southbound. Okay, thank you. With regard to Jamie's question of the day. Um and uh Red Raiders who, you know, professionally didn't live up to maybe what you thought they were going to, or or maybe didn't have the year career that you thought they were going to. Uh somebody says Jared Culver lost track of where he even is, just an off the bench player in blowout games.
2: He's in Phoenix, correct?
1: Oh man. I, I had him still in Minnesota.
2: Yeah, he got traded in got the tra- Suns.
1: Okay, so he's in Phoenix. Yeah, he's in Phoenix. Okay. But still I, I think there's I think that's a that's, point to be that's, made. That's fair. When you're a top ten draft pick.
2: Yep. That's fair.
1: Uh if you're talking outside of just players, somebody says Cliff Kingsbury obviously sniffs the list. I, I didn't necessarily have a great expectation for Coach Kingsbury to be a great NFL player. I mean he had a bit of a cup of coffee, you know, with the Patriots, got hurt, and that was it. I think he's more talking about Cliff being the coach. Okay, but here's my point on that. My point on that is I would have never expected him to be an NFL head coach this quickly. Uh, Offensive coordinator, yes, not head coach, but if he wins a Super Bowl, I mean, and they've got a team that's capable of making a very deep playoff run, and once you get on those runs, sometimes you become unstoppable. He wins a Super Bowl, man. That that changes the complete game of him as a head coach. It have to, right? For any coach, any coach, any yes. coach that wins a Super Bowl, absolutely, have, absolutely.
2: Um, if he wins a Super Bowl, there, I mean, you you basically just.
1: You yeah. just stop
2: criticizing and say, hey, he's got a Super Bowl in, Yeah, right?
1: almost, almost. Yeah, you can't almost question
2: his career anymore. Not at all. Yeah, it's like a mic drop, right? Yeah. Somebody says that Culver was traded to Memphis. My bad. Okay. I,
1: did, I had forgotten I, about I that. had Memphis in my head. But or I maybe that, didn't know. <laughs> I had Memphis in my head, but I was thinking, okay, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, Memphis. Uh, Jordan Brooks is now the leader of the Seattle Seahawks defense. Give him another five years, and he's definitely on this list. Yeah, well, that's
2: a good one because I expected yeah. Brooks to be a bit player, and he's turning into, mm-hmm. man, uh, one of the best linebackers in the league.
1: No doubt. Uh, yep. Cheryl Swoops is on this list.
3: Uh, do you think that one fits? Gold didn't, medals, didn't, didn't you? WNBA championships. I'm,
2: all fair. But when you saw Cheryl Swoops as a Lady Raider and the way she played the national championship game. I, you didn't expect her to be a star at the next right, level, right? Right. No,
1: I, I think that's. I think what you're saying is fair. I mean,
2: I mean, she was awesome here, and you expect her to be awesome there, and, she and she's been awesome.
1: Yeah, and and maybe maybe that's unfair to her because um, your expectations were great, so and she deli- and, and she delivered. delivered
2: on them, and she yes. delivered.
1: So she, to me, yeah. she's a rarity along those lines. Yeah, you know, where somebody yeah. is great at one level, and then is even maybe greater at the next level.
2: Yeah, so maybe we didn't peg her as the greatest women's basketball player of all time. Yeah. But she's, she's got
0: to be in that category or she's that conversation, just, no, right? She's
1: right in that category, no yeah. doubt.
0: You've been listening to the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double t 973com